Welcome to Blast the Airwaves with Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17, we strive to transform lives and communities through educational services. On this podcast, we will provide you with educational solutions for all, no matter the learning environment. So teachers, administrators, caregivers, what are you waiting for? What would happen if we started questioning what if? What if we had a positive perspective on education? What if we flipped the switch on education? What if we were the solution? Hello listeners, we are excited to blast the airwaves with you today and provide educational solutions for all. My name is Rebecca Gibney, and I am the Curriculum and Online Learning Specialist here at BLAST Intermediate Unit 17. I am thrilled to welcome you to Episode 8 of BLAST the Airwaves, and I'm even more thrilled because today we have a surprise guest on the podcast. During this episode, we will talk with Heidi Turry from BLAST Intermediate Unit 17 about her first weeks of school. We have spent the past couple of episodes discussing procedures and management. Why not hear from an expert in the field? So let's get started. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Heidi Turry, one of our early intervention developmental teachers here at Blast Intermediate Unit 17. Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today to discuss educational solutions for all. Specifically, we're going to be discussing your first days of school. Are you ready to blast the airwaves, Heidi? Yes, I sure am. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so... Heidi, why don't we start by, you know, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your role here at BLAST Intermediate Unit 17. So I am an early intervention developmental teacher. Um, I work with students ages three, four, and five um, with disabilities ranging from um, uh, developmental delays to um, kind of like uh, some emotional issues and um, autistic children, um, ID, all, it ranges from, um, you know, some very, very significant things that, you know, impede their learning um, to things that just we need to work on some like emotional pieces and social pieces with them. Great. So do you have one whole class at a time or do you visit certain students throughout your day? So I'm itinerant. So I go place to place and we deliver instruction um, for 30, between 30 and 45 minutes, depending on what it says on the IEP. Um, And I am primarily located at the Head Start program um, we just have, I typically have a full caseload there every year, but I go um, in between Head Start buildings and from class to class. I also do a consult piece with the teachers, um, teaching them how to progress monitor their children. Um, we sit down together and come up with good goals um, that will work both in the classroom and then we'll pull them out one time a week and just kind of monitor where they are and come up with some fun activities for them. And then we share those activities with the teacher. Um, sometimes I'll model a lesson for the entire class. So it just depends on what mm-hmm. it is of the teacher, but we keep that open line of communication um, going just so that we can make sure that we're meeting the needs of just, not just the students, but the families and the staff. I love that you guys continue to work with families and students and staff. It's that whole like loop and bringing everyone together. I think that's fantastic. Definitely. Uh, you said, you mentioned earlier when we were talking, but you guys are all remote right now, correct? You're all um, still virtual. 
So currently, um, yes, we're seeing students via Zoom um, one time a week. We're still maintaining their IEPs and seeing them for that direct service. And we've also opened up a Google Classroom for each student. Um, so we place activities in there. Um, I do a weekly attendance in there just to make sure that parents are signing in and taking a look at the activities. Some stuff is just for fun, like um, parents working with their kiddos. I posted an activity this morning for this week that was a brain break, get your kiddos moving, um, teaching them, you know, jumping and walking and talking and talking about the actions. And we just put a little um, a little bit of information below there for the parents. And, you know, it kind of gets everybody moving because we're trying to really make sure that we're not only working on like the academic goals for the kids, but you know, this social emotional piece during this time has been really difficult. So we want the kids playing games with their families and, and with their siblings and as well as doing that learning piece that comes along with it. Yeah, that's a huge focus right now for the state, the socio-emotional piece. So that's great that you guys are interacting or integrating that into your lessons as well. Uh, so Heidi, we all love our stories. Can you share one of your feel-good moments from the first weeks of school here? Um, yeah, actually, we, we've been working with a student. And when I say we, I'm talking about the speech therapist and I do some coaching. Mm -hmm. And we've been working with a student who um, is autistic and he is nonverbal. And before we left our program in March, we were working with him on using a picture exchange system to request items um, for getting dressed, for using the potty, for eating and things like that. And, you know, we would send session notes home to the family and we would send, you know, short little videos of us modeling it for them. But this virtual time that we've had with the parents sitting down with them and being able to actually coach them while they're using the picture exchange system has been awesome and seeing how much progress they can making because the parents understand it and know how to apply it has been amazing. I actually, I actually got so teared up during the session and, you know, the mother even said, look, you made Miss Heidi cry because, you know, <laughs> it's something that we don't get an opportunity to do because we see our kiddos in their programs. So, you know, we communicate with the parents, but it's a different thing seeing them in their home and being able to really teach them how to use this skill that's going to affect them for their lives, you know? So that's been definitely a feel good moment for us. I love that you bring up some of those silver lining moments because not everyone, you know, we try to look at a lens and take a perspective of, all right, the pandemic has really been hard on many of us, uh, probably all of us, but there are some silver linings through it. So that's a great one to pick, point out for us. Uh, but of course, it's not always those rainbows and, sh and sunshines. There's those twists and turns. We are all human and I'm asking you to be a little vulnerable right now. So if you feel free to like, feel free to pass if you don't feel comfortable, but could you share with us uh, this community here, a failure that you've had in the first couple of weeks and how did you get back up? Um, I don't want to necessarily like consider it to be a failure, but um, right. the work-life balance has been very difficult for me. So um, I don't feel like we're failing our students. I feel like that's been going really well. Um, but trying to find a balance between working with your own children while they're home. My, my, my kiddos are here working on a hybrid schedule. So they're in the house with me, you know, a couple days a week. And I'm still trying to work and have my, my Zoom calls. And I feel like it's hard to balance, like having to tell my own children, like, I'm sorry, but I can't right now. And you're going to have to figure it out on your own and, and finding that, right. that that's, that's been diff difficult, but um, 
checklists. Like I have AM checklists for them and PM checklists for them so that they're like growing independently. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's what it is right now. You know, we can't be perfect and we can't um, do everything all the time. So that's something that I've had to like come to that own realization with myself. It's not going to be a perfect across the board. Nobody's going to get all of us because it's, it's not the situation. So Yes, I love that. We keep saying, you know, nothing's going to be perfect right now. I just actually bought my mom a shirt uh, because she's a teacher as well. And it's a t-shirt that says perfectly imperfect, right? That's we just exactly have to right. So wonderful. And you just touched on this a little bit, but in the distance learning playbook, which has inspired the season of our podcast by Fisher, Fry and Hattie, they focus on the importance of procedures. In the past couple of episodes, we've talked about procedures and management. I'm sure, like you said, you have you have some procedures in place, like checklists and things like that. If I were to walk into your classroom, even just the virtual one, mm-hmm. what kind of procedures would I find? What do you have with your kiddos? Well, this year um, for our professional development portfolio, we're working on green screen activities. Um, so I have, if you saw my, my classroom right this moment, you would see a green screen behind me. And I have my planner sitting to my left that has the schedule of kids that I see and at what times. And then I've created a binder of progress monitoring quick sheets. Um, So I have each student that I see on Monday, their name, a space for the date, and then whatever goals I'm working on. So while I'm working with them right in front of me, I can just jot notes like were they able to count and how high and what colors were they able to identify. Um, And I take notes of things that the parents have said. So I have it in front of me. So when I go to update their Google Classroom with their, you know, session notes, so to speak, um, they can take a look at that and see what they did last week and what they need to work on for the following week. Um, And I've also um, created a whole binder of materials. And within that that binder, I have pockets that have um, animals are in one section and letters are in another and numbers are in another. So when I'm working on the goals, I can pull the folder and then I can... Um, have them on my my green screen so I can Velcro them to the back so I have my materials right in front of me and organized um, because it does get pretty daunting to go between from kiddo to kiddo yeah. and pretty much back to back and make sure that we can put something in one spot and grab for the next kiddo the next. So um, definitely there's been a new kind of organization. So um, it's going really quite well and they're, they're definitely staying engaged with the green screen activities. So that's been another little uh, light at this time. So. Wow. That is super organized that I feel like I want to pop in one of your sessions to see what it's like. So you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but we like to do some questions from the field here. Um, and right now as educators, we're really the big question is how are you surviving? Like, how are you finding, you mentioned you're struggling a little bit with that balance between work and home. I think we all are in general, no matter your occupation, but mm-hmm. how are you surviving right now? Um, honestly, I have, you know, with, with all the planning that comes into play with being a teacher, the one thing I've just told myself every single day is like each day is different and the changes are coming um, so rapidly as I'm sure that you probably are seeing. Um, so mm-hmm. I, for me, I am a planner and I like to plan things out for longer periods of time so that I my kids know what to expect, my students know what to expect, and I can um, make sure that things go you know as planned and and that has been thrown out the door. So I'm, I'm trying to take the new strategy on of like one day at a time, 
plan for tomorrow and don't plan beyond that because it can change. And you put all this time right. and effort into something and then it's like, oh, that's not exactly how I was expecting to go. Or now they want us to do it a, a different way. So I'm um, trying to be sure. flexible, you know, just really trying to be flexible and not plan too far ahead is kind of what's keeping me afloat at this point. It's great. Everyone has their strategies. I love it. Uh, so now it's time for our favorite part. It's called our blast five. And we're going to blast you with five random questions for you to quickly answer. Okay. And these can be professional or personal Okay. just to get to know you. So your favorite app or website. Oh, lesson picks. Lesson picks. I've never heard of that one. Oh, can you spell wonderful. that for us? Yeah. It's L E S S O N P I X. Uh, okay. It is a place where you can make all kinds of visuals. You can make them into, um, you can choose what you can do, like picture cards. You can do sentence stories. You can do games, bingo dauber pages. Um, it wow. Is wonderful, wonderful resource. Um, you can create your own little icons by cutting and pasting things. You can add real life pictures and make them into like add things onto those pictures. So it has been actually a lifesaver. Right. And free? Uh, or actually, the early intervention program was nice enough to purchase it for us. So I, I want to say that it's very reasonable. Uh, okay. They've purchased it for us to use like fully. So I don't actually know what it costs. No, that's early intervention. Fine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's perfectly fine. I love how I said rapid questions that I'm asking you questions on top of the questions. That's All right. Okay. Back to it. <laughs> Favorite strategy? Oh, at this point, probably the day by day, taking it one day at a time and a little less planning. <laughs> Perfect. Favorite read? Oh, uh, The Woman in Cabin 10 I just read recently. I love that. Ooh. Stuff, yeah. Awesome. And favorite TV or Netflix binge or Hulu or whatever binge you're doing? Oh, gosh. We just finished watching Outlander. That's oh. I enjoy that one. It's interesting. A little back in time and forward to the future. It's neat. So nice. Interesting. And your favorite self-care activity. Oh, definitely getting massages and pedicures. That's what I love. <laughs> Anyone, where do you go in this local Williamsport area? Um, or up I've, north I've, been, area? I've been to kind of all of them. Um, I actually, uh, the Healthy Touch Day Spa I've been to, but I really like right. going to one in Harrisburg that does a really okay. good pampering, full day kind of thing called Polish. That's my favorite. Oh, interesting. Yes. We can't forget to pamper ourselves, right? Right. That's for sure. All right. All right. Awesome. Well, Heidi, we cannot thank you enough for your time today. And we know our listeners enjoyed it too. I'm sure they might want to connect with you further, especially, you know, if they're early interventionists. What are the best ways to, for our listeners to contact or and connect with you? Um, definitely, uh, probably via email. Um, so okay. I have an IU email. It is hturi, and it's spelled H-T-U-R-I at IU17.org. All right, perfect. And we will definitely add that in the show notes for them as well. Uh, this has been a blast, Heidi, no pun intended, but again, <laughs> you know me again. Thank you for taking some time today to blast the airwaves with us and our listeners. It has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Take care and, and let's talk soon. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. Feeling overbooked? Don't miss out on Blast Intermediate Unit 17's asynchronous book study that will focus on building a relationship with yourself and your peers while traveling on a guided journey of self-exploration. 
There are four books in the series, but you don't need to join them all. The first one, Find Your Why, by Simon Sinek, David Mead, and Peter Docker, begins October 5th. For more information on how you can join the Overbook community, visit our website, www.iu17.org. We would like to thank you for blasting the airwaves with us today. If you like the show, please subscribe or leave a review. If you want to know more, check out www.iu17.org for further resources and show notes. As always, we want to thank you for what you do every single day. Remember, keep shining. We'll be back next episode to provide you another educational solution for all as we continue to transform lives and communities through educational services.